Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show, and you know what time it is. That's right, Keith. Fire up that Simmons siren. Uh oh. Uh oh. Simmons siren. Simmons siren is here. We've got more going on in the twisting, turning story as the Simmons turns. Ben Simmons and the 76ers, my goodness, this thing just keeps going and going. Now we've got comments from Joel Embiid about the whole situation. We've got a potential deal, at least has been discussed a little bit. Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons, could that even happen? Is there a way that we can make this happen? It seems like it's too easy. Keith, we've got so much to to dive into here with this. Yeah, so let's start with that second one. That sounds like that's more speculation from other places other than Mm -hmm. the 76ers or the Nets on the Kyrie for Ben Simmons. It sounds like the Nets have no interest in moving Kyrie Irving, and that makes sense. He came there as a package deal with Kevin Durant, and they've added James Harden. And yes, there's the vaccination status stuff. We're going to get into some stuff on that in a little bit here. But yeah, I, I don't think there's anything there, but... It's clear that Simmons is being widely shopped, that there's offers coming in from everywhere. Everybody's, uh, you know, trying to steal this guy on the cheap and we'll see where it goes. But the real news today to me, more so than this Kyrie Irving stuff, is the Joel Embiid comments about uh, Ben Simmons and their relationship and the way the uh, 76ers have built that roster. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, Joel Embiid, and I want to break down the Kyrie thing in just a minute, but... Joel Embiid coming out and saying what he did about Ben Simmons and pretty much unloading on him about this whole thing and saying that he's here for the guys who are actually uh, actually there and uh, and in the building and that it's kind of disrespectful to everybody and also kind of implies that they've built the team around Ben Simmons, even mentioning Jimmy Butler being shipped out so the ball could be in Ben Simmons' hands. It's kind of like he's saying, look, what else do you want us to do for you? We've bent over backwards, and it's still not enough. So it feels like this is some frustration being vented here by Joel Embiid. Yeah, I think so. The latest reports were that Simmons feels that they haven't done enough to build a roster around him that maximizes his skills. Mm -hmm. And Embiid, rightly so, said, hey, our starting five, I was the worst three-point shooter in the bunch, and I was at 38%, which is pretty good for a center. Uh, so it was very clear that that Embiid feels Simmons is off on that. And and you're absolutely right. He said, you know, hey, we brought in Al Horford in part because we needed more floor spacing and, and we needed another big that could really fit and play with Simmons. And then he said, you know, that didn't work out. And then he said, yeah, Jimmy Butler, which he said was a mistake letting Jimmy Butler go. Uh, but we needed to put the ball in Ben's hands. And then that's when it was interesting. Cause if you actually watch the clip of the interview, you can see he starts off fairly kind of like, I'm going to talk about this right. again, which is that's we said that that's going to happen now for until it's not a situation more. It's going to continue. But then he kind of get a little more passionate as the interview went along before he kind of calmed himself back down at the end. And he wasn't screaming and yelling no. or anything like that. But you could tell he's had it. He, he's had enough of he's not there. And he kind of closed it with, look, I'm, he's not here. I'm focused on the guys who are here. It's disrespectful uh, that he's not here with, with us. And we're, we're going to go to war with, with the guys we have. So, uh Kyrie Irving, I don't think that's going to be a trade, but no, I mean, good, but like, okay, math works. If you are, yeah, if you're looking in from from the outside, right? This it makes so much sense. Now, again, I, look, 
suspend disbelief, right? The Nets, they probably don't want it. Kyrie was instrumental in getting KD there and setting themselves up and and all that kind of stuff. And Kyrie, who knows? Kyrie, if he was traded, he might just say, "Eh, I'm just not going to play basketball anymore then, right? Like that, there's a whole slew of issues that you could have if you actually decided to do this. But on the surface, the 76ers will get a point guard that fits way better because he can shoot with with the entire team. And then for the Nets, their biggest issue is their defense and Kyrie maybe not being there for half of the games. And so you solve that problem. Ben Simmons would be a tremendous defensive presence for them. And you just put the ball into the hands of James Harden more and let him be essentially the, the quote unquote point guard for you. And don't forget they brought in Patty Mills as well. I feel like you can make an argument that not only are you solving the problem with Kyrie potentially not being able to play in home games, but both teams may actually get better in terms of filling needs by doing this move. And again, it's it's not likely that it's going to happen, but you could see why if you're looking from the outside, you would say, yeah, this kind of makes sense, especially because financially it can just be a straight up swap. Sure. Yeah. I mean, for the net side of it, they end up with a ton more defense uh, than what they have right now. Mm-hmm. Simmons is, I mean, he's going to be the best player, defensive player in almost any team in the league, but clearly by far and away the best defensive player on that Nets roster if it went that way. And then he can slip in there and play the forward spot and just kind of bump Durant and Harris and Harden all down one spot yep. in the, the, the lineup and off you go. And that's a great team, probably still the best team in the league. And you feel, you know, really good about it. Then, Philly side, yeah, you get Kyrie. Yeah, your defense takes a pretty massive hit, yeah. but right now it's it's better than the nothing. And that's you know it's just one of those ones where it it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen <laughs> for a lot of, for a lot so of other reasons. Yeah, <laughs> for a lot of other reasons, exactly. But I will say what it does get you start thinking about is for Philadelphia, the only one who's really getting hurt right now is the Philadelphia 76ers because clearly Ben Simmons is cool with forfeiting some money and all that. And like we've said before, but it's worth repeating, they don't get to replace him. (laughs) They don't get to add a roster spot. They don't have anybody else there. It's a lot of pressure on Tyrese Maxey to step up and probably slide in and take a lot of the ball handling duties on and those kind of things. And that's, that's, that's a tricky spot for, you know, second year guard who he played a decent amount last season, but wasn't always a, you know, a key rotation player. So yeah, it's, it's, this is just going to continue to be a mess. And to me, this is why at some point it can't be about winning the trade. It just has to be about getting the best deal you can and moving on just to one get something in there uh, to play uh, in terms of a player and then just get rid of the distraction and get a game to move on and say, Hey, we tried, we did our best and now we're going forward. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what, that's what teams trying to trade with the 76ers are waiting for because right now the 76ers are still asking for everything right in exchange for Ben Simmons and teams are just saying, look, at some point, they're going to say, we need something for this guy. He's just sitting at home and they're going to come back down to earth and then we can maybe make a deal happen. But until they reach that point, I don't see a deal getting done unless some, unless something does happen where maybe, you know, a team finds their, finds out their star is disgruntled and you can come up with some, you know, straight up swap or, or something sure. like that happens. Something would have to change in the equation right now in order for something to co- get done. Whether it's the 76ers lower their price, so a situation changes with another team and they greatly increase their price. We'll see what, what winds up happening. But as things sit right now, 
there's no deal to be had. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it doesn't sound like there is one coming anytime soon either. It's there's not, we're not even hearing like rumors or, you know, they're mm-hmm. close. And, the, no. you know, we, we, even the teams that were pushing, that's all died down now because everybody's refocused on our training camp. We yeah. got to focus on the guys who are here and we got to start uh, moving our roster forward and building it out so we can have the best season we can have. So that's not to say, you know, tomorrow Daryl Morey picks up the phone and calls Cleveland or Minnesota or whatever, and they don't immediately re-engage and figure something out. Of course they will, but it's to, you know, we're, we're not even hearing that kind of buzz anymore. And then to go back to Kyrie Irving, because yeah. it'll transition right into our next topic, almost like we're professional. Almost like we planned it. <laughs> it's not like we planned it, right? Uh, Kyrie Irving is, um, we know what the vaccination status deal is there, mm-hmm. uh, or at least we assume. He said he wanted to keep it private, and because he wasn't at media day, we can assume how that went. Yep. But he is, um, the Nets have said they will not trade him. That they're, 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 That will not be the reason why they're going to trade right. him. It's not even under consideration, so put it out, out the window. But good news on the vaccination front. Just a couple days ago, the NBA came out and kind of said, or the the NBPA came out and said 90% of players are vaccinated. In just a couple days, that number's up to 95%. Mm -hmm. So now the pessimists will say, well, yeah, that's just because a couple guys were waiting to show up in the facility at the start of camp and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, maybe you might have caught a one or two guys sure. that way. But the reality is most of these guys have been already in the facility for the last couple of weeks. Uh, you're hearing that out of basically every training camp. Like, yeah, we got we got out ahead of everybody else because everybody's been here for two weeks mm-hmm. working out. And it's like you didn't get ahead of anybody. <laughs> everybody did that. But, you know, it is what it is with that. But um, but yeah. And then, you know, the optimist will say a couple of these guys, I think, saw the uh, harsher restrictions, how much mm-hmm. it's going to kind of be you're isolated and uh, lonely throughout the year. You know, I could be able to hang out with anybody, go out and do anything. And I'm guessing that uh, kind of forced people into rethinking their plans and, and those kind of things. In addition, you may have had a handful of veteran players on teams say like, hey, we want to compete for a title we want to compete for the playoffs we want to do this we want to do that don't be the guy who screws it up you know go go get this done and and i think you know whatever uh former fashion this has taken where we saw you know that's a pretty substantial jump and once you get to 95 percent it's you're starting to get down to the holdouts who are not going to get vaccinated no under any what. circumstances at this point. Right. And that this is actually something that Kent Bazemore talked about the other day at Lakers media day. Basically he did the same thing. He, he said, Rob Polinka had a long conversation with him and they went over everything. He just went over all the facts and everything and said, you know, these are essentially your, your options. And he made the choice to go ahead and get vaccinated. So he gets his second shot. Uh, I think he said in a couple of weeks. So he's had one already. Uh, but a lot of players that were kind of holding out on getting vaccinated are in that position where they're saying, okay, so what does this out ultimately mean for me? What does my season look like if I'm not vaccinated versus I am vaccinated? And the NBA has reiterated that, look, they are going to keep these very strict rules for players that are not vaccinated. And for a lot of players, that is enough to, to get them to say, you know what? I don't want my season to be like that. I don't want to be isolated away from everybody else. I'll go ahead and, and do this. Uh, like you said, though, there's a few who are not. And so the argument that's being made, or at least what's being put out there by the NBPA, is that, look, what's happening is that what we should be doing is celebrating the fact that we're at 90, now 95% vaccination. Compare that to the, the rates of, a, of the country, of the United States. 
way, way, way more people are vaccinated by percentage in the NBA than than around the country. That was some funny math there, though, because they used the total population of the U.S. Correct. And it's really what should be used as the adult, the adult population, population. still, as uh, you know, as we are both aware, uh, you know, with with being a family men, uh, kids twelve and under aren't eligible to get vaccinated yet in the United States in most cases. Right. So yeah, so it's it's they they say compared to fifty five percent, but I believe that, the number that's been fairly widely touted is closer to seventy five percent of those eligibles. Now still still a twenty percentage points. Still at the time was fifteen, but now it's. 20, that's still a you know that that's still an accomplishment absolutely and so what they're saying is look what's actually happening the reason why this is being such a, a big topic is because the guys who are holding out are big names right it's Kyrie yeah. it's Andrew and Wiggins they're vocal. and they're vocal yeah and, and Michael Porter Jr. right like this is these are, are some bigger names in the NBA and that's what's happening that's why it's getting so much attention which you know that that has some validity to it but it's also, it's not just that these guys are saying, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated or Kyrie at least kind of remaining mysterious about it. It's them not being able to play in the games. Like, I think a lot of people are focused on that part of it. Like, if you're a Warriors fan and you're thinking our best until Clay Thompson shows he's healthy, our best wing defender can't play home games. Like, that part of it is a really big deal, too, for fans, in addition to, of course, the, the public health topic. And the players, too. Stephen yeah. Curry said that he... They asked if it was acceptable, and he said, "I that's a strong word." And then he yeah. said, "It's not ideal." To give give a little perspective on what these numbers mean, because we can say ninety, ninety five percent, and all that. I don't know what number they're using. Are they using five hundred and ten, which is the maximum amount of NBA players sure. you can be on a roster at the in the regular season? Seventeen players times thirty teams, or are they using the twenty players times thirty teams, which is six hundred players uh, in the preseason? But either way. You're, it's a range of somewhere between 25 to 30 players uh, remain unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that I think starts to give you a little bit better context to, wow, it's really not that many guys. Right. And within that group, it was expected that there would be a small handful of players who would get approved the exemptions for reasons to not get yes. uh, vaccinated, whether it be medical wise or, or something along those lines. So, uh, or the, the other option was a religious exemption, which we know Andrew Wiggins was declined one, but yeah, it's, it's just, let's, you know, it's just going to keep, keep watching this, keep seeing where it goes mm-hmm. and go from there. Uh, Bradley Beal, Kind of the second day walked back his comments a little bit and said, you know, hey, I didn't say I never would. I just said I'm not now and I'm asking questions and all those kind of things. And it's believed he's still in the window from when he had COVID where they don't recommend you get vaccinated yet. So, you know, maybe he will get vaccinated after. But it's just this is going to be a story. It's not going to go away anytime soon. And, And the last update for this part of it is the NBA and MBPA are currently in negotiations for how do they withhold pay yeah. for players who miss games due to vac- due to not being vaccinated. Now, this is not necessarily the they're on the COVID list and they're they're out because of that and, mm-hmm. and those things. This is more the Kyrie Andrew Wiggins situation where they can't play uh, in their home arenas. And the reason why they're negotiating it is 
the CBA doesn't cover it. <laughs> it doesn't happen. You know, the, 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 yeah, it wasn't a, uh, you know, thought of, you know, hey, what about if they're withholding services due to vaccine status? Yeah. That's not, well, it wasn't a thing when the CBA was written. So what we're seeing right now is they're reacting in real time to, to what this looks like. But the NBA has uh, hold, held firm on they will not be paid. For game games they miss, um, you know, due to due to this, it's now the question is: All right, they're saying they won't be paid. the The players' association seems to be in relative agreement with that. Mm-hmm. Now that what they're negotiating is how much will they not be paid uh, with that? In addition to will this what will this do? Teams' luxury taxes will this take off of your tax bill yeah. or not? Like that's something that I think is still being negotiated and still being discussed. Uh, and you know, I've even seen some people say, "Look, this could." In a route, in a weird way, wind up being actually beneficial to a team like the Brooklyn Nets, who really only cares about getting to the playoffs healthy. Well, now you've just cut in half Kyrie Irving's opportunities to get injured in in a game. Maybe that's looking a little bit too hard for a silver lining, though. But yeah, that's some galaxy. That's that's absolutely right that. that- <laughs> Yeah, but I'm seeing people talking about that out there. Kyrie will miss games, and then what? The guy's head keeps getting brighter and brighter until it's like the whole galaxy. So yeah, yeah. But you know what? We get a couple other pieces. Well, let's let's jump into uh, let's go to Bradley Beal since we just talked about him and he's kind of part of this of this story. Him and his vaccine, right? Non vaccine related, (laughs) but contract related. He's up for an extension with the Wizards. They're of course going to offer it to him and you know keep their fingers crossed that he signs it. Uh, doesn't sound like he's actually going to sign anytime soon though. Yeah. He's not going to make a quick decision. Bradley Beal is one of those guys who's in that position where he can make far more money if he actually just waits Mm -hmm. and goes into free agency next summer. Uh, my guess is that's exactly how this plays out because then he'll be at the 10 years of service. He'll be in the full max tier right now. It's just going to build off his current salary. Uh, so my guess is we don't see him sign an extension unless he really looks at it and says, all right, the difference between it, I don't need that. It'll help us, you know, build out this roster and those kind of things. And yeah, may, maybe he'll he'll go that that way. But but I my I've long felt he probably will just take this to free agency because mm-hmm. then it also keeps a little bit more pressure on the Wizards as well as far as like hey, continue to keep improving the roster and let's see where things go go from there. I know they're very excited about their offseason additions. I think they have a chance to be a pretty good team in the East. So we'll we'll see uh, how that all comes together for for them. But yeah. It's 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 nice to be talking about Bradley Beal and uh, contract extension versus right. other topics. So <laughs> so we'll we'll take that at least as a win out of this. And I mean the the downside to doing that obviously he gets more money if he waits until free agency next off season. He has a player option, so in theory I guess he could opt in, but it would make more sense to opt out and become a free agent. Uh, downside is it becomes a talking point, right? Wherever he goes, you know he goes and he and he plays wherever he goes to Boston. Hey, how do you like? How do you like Boston? Do you enjoy being here? That type of, like <laughs> yeah. that becomes yeah. a talking point everywhere he goes all season long. Mm-hmm. If people know that he's headed for free agency, it would take him coming out and saying, I'm staying right right now. I'm just waiting until free agency. And like you said, that would then give up that kind of leverage over the organization to some degree as far as making improvements and things of that nature. So could be a little bit of a bumpy season for the Wizards just in terms of dealing with that situation if he indeed doesn't sign the extension. But financially, it probably makes the most sense to just go ahead, go down that route and and deal with it. When you mention a guy saying, I'm going to stay and I'm just waiting till free agency, everybody in Kyrie. Celtics world, the cold shiver yes. went right down their spine of like, we've heard that story before. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, 
it's going to be something that will be monitored. Plus, you'll have the conversation all the way up to and through the trade deadline of should they move him? If they're not confident he's going to stay, mm-hmm. do you trade him now? You know, what, what does that look like? So, yeah, it, it's going to be a distraction at least some level if he doesn't sign this extension. Correct. All right. I think we've got one more thing to get in here, too, in, in here too though. But uh, Steve Kerr, it sounds like he is going to be the successor to take over uh, Team USA. And, uh, you know, makes sense. He's been an assistant and uh, should be a good good fit for them to continue moving forward. I know there have been times where we were not too thrilled with what we saw out of Team USA in the Olympics, but, again, still were able to mm-hmm. uh, to get the job done. So Steve Kerr sounds like he's on tap to be the, the next man up to coach Team USA. Makes sense. Like you said, he's got some history there with, with Team USA. He's also a guy players really seem to like and enjoy playing for. So that that makes that really important there because if you're going to ask guys to give up a significant chunk of their offseason every couple of years, you you need somebody in place who, who they want to go there and be with. And that was Coach K for a long time. The guys were very happy to go play for Coach K. And for what it's worth, they were very happy to play for Pop too. Mm-hmm. No, nobody really complained about Pop. That was more all the rest of us as they, they lost the game and yes. we, we weren't real thrilled. And, you know, in the end he was kind of, you know, hey, let's, see where it goes at the end and then we could talk about it if we don't come home with the gold and they did it was it's very funny because there was a point in time about probably i want to say it was maybe four ish years or so ago uh when we knew pop was 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 the new coach and there was a thought that eventually that would be brad stevens mm-hmm. position because young somebody that a lot of players like and i and i gotta wonder if his uh, stepping away from coaching for at least the time being, if that maybe changed things, things a little bit. And it's, it's just, you know, it's one of those things and in people, you know, yell and scream is it, you know, this is unfair because they get to, you know, recruit guys and all this stuff. And it's like, that's the nature of team USA. Yeah. That's yep. just, you know, kind of how it works. Cause we're, we're, what well, we're probably two, three years away from the stories of when we're all in Tokyo and we couldn't yeah. go out and we're hanging out. That's when, you know, players x y and z decided we were all going to play together you know on some team and you know go try to win a championship it's it's coming we know it is we yep. just don't know who who the guys are going to be yet they're going to say it but but, but we know that know that story's going to be out there at some point team usa where super teams are formed that should just be their slogan that, that should be it right now but then <laughs> then every team be? would try to put a stop to it no do not go play for team usa you know what, <laughs> It might be a better recruiting tactic than, hey, give up your whole summer and try to, you know, win, win a gold medal <laughs> against teams that are only getting better that that are you know going to really challenge you here. So yeah, that's uh, that might be be the better recruiting slogan. It'll be funny if Steve Kerr adopts that and says, you know, hey, you know, come, come here. I will be interested to see does this change. You know, we haven't seen Stephen Curry suit up for Team USA. Uh, does that change things for him? You know, is he more willing now to come? I want to see him play. Yeah. You know, at least once so in the good. Olympics here. Uh, you know, one more time. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, I I do, I say this every year, and this is, you know, sorry for all our international viewers and listeners, this is me being the ugly American here, but I want our best guys to go because I want to go and stomp everybody. Yeah. You know, I just want them, I, you know, I want our best players to go. I want LeBron to play one more time. I don't. You know, in in there. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. No, but, you know, that, that's do, the thing. That's the you know, downside, so. right, of Team USA is, in general, most yeah. NBA fans do not want their guys there because of the risk no. of injury. Yeah. You know what I mean? Teams, yeah. I see as soon as a, a star player says, I'm not playing for Team USA, the fans of that team tend to react positively. They they celebrate. And that's the absolutely I wish it wasn't like that yeah. though. I wish there was a way to, to yeah. mitigate that situation. 
Yeah, Celtics fans are a little worried about Jason Tatum. Yeah. He had COVID last year. Uh, by the end of the year, he was still talking about he wasn't exactly breathing right and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, with that, he was still using an inhaler at points and it, after coming back from COVID. And, you know, clearly he went. He had a really great Olympics. He's talked a lot about how much uh, being there and being with those guys taught him about what it takes to really win at a high level and all those kind of things. So my guess is he's going to use that as a springboard into good things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for very good reasons, people were very nervous about it and said, I just don't know about this. Like this is, you know, uh, you know, worrisome. And then everybody goes back to what happened to Paul George, right? I mean, well, yes. thankfully he's, you know, took him a little, it was a long road back, but he got back, his career's on track and he's playing really well. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, just uh, something that they got to work with and got to get figured out the best way to get the best guys there. The, the American in me says that, but yes, the, I fully understand why fans of various teams would be thrilled if their guys said, oh, I'm going to take the summer yes. off and not go. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that gets us through just about everything guys. Don't forget, make sure you subscribe right here to the NBA front office show. Oh, Keith, I haven't told you this. I actually ordered today oh. some new equipment. So, cause I know people have mentioned oh. that I've got a Lakers, background here because i use this obviously for lakers nation as well now i'm gonna have and it's coming i think middle of the next week so i can actually set up an nba front office only look at this station guy. that's right so i'm gonna so yeah. i'm gonna use a little bit of the extra space i've got here in my studio and create an nba front office space for us so there you go well then that means i want one too i don't want to be left out what's up with that well but you're already in pretty much neutral territory. you've got team usa face. behind you've got team usa behind I you do. Then, right? the I original mean, dream team the greatest team ever that's right and then all my disney name tags yeah. i think it's the other thing you can see yeah yeah and, but i want one i want a front office show stuff too i want some swag come on man we'll have to get some stuff made up and look, I'm, i don't have like front office show branding i'm just saying like <laughs> like i'm gonna be setting up a space but maybe that's something we gotta do we gotta get some some front office show professional looking backdrops and stuff like that that's it all right yeah send us ideas in the comments also in the comments guys we know we've been running a little long on some of these videos mm-hmm. let us know what you think about the the lengths of, of the videos um you know as well as the, the yes. podcast i think podcast version people are a little more okay if it's a little long because they're probably in the car and those kind of things but uh, on the videos you let us know um because we're we're open to feedback and all that stuff we're we're trying to bring you guys the show that, that we think you want but we also we, we don't want to pull the old trick of uh here's 15 five minute videos for you you right. know that the, you know when you know i could have just played one you know but we're we're trying to be conscious of that and make sure we deliver a show that's quality for for all for all you guys because you guys have supported us so we want to continue to give you that support back but let, let, let us know what you think and all that and we know uh tags and all those other things but we we've got some loyal fans that jump in there and seem pretty content to uh put put tags in the shows on the, the much longer episodes that's right the chapters and all that kind of stuff yeah all right everybody Appreciate you joining us. Again, make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications and, of course, like this video. Till next time, stay safe and see ya.